What's up, everybody? It's your boy Mel, and you are now tuning in to episode four. Episode four. So, if you haven't yet, go ahead and check out our previous episodes. Um, this is part of a five-part series where we are talking about the greatest story ever told. And so, we're gonna go into Act Three today, Redemption. But if you haven't, go check out the previous ones and then come back to this one. All right. Um. Act three, redemption. So, as I mentioned before, the greatest story has been the blueprint for any good story you've ever heard. So think about the mo- your favorite movie, your favorite book, or your favorite story. At any point, it usually will involve and will follow this blueprint of creation, fall, redemption, restoration. Something starts off and it's good. And then there's a problem. The main character or uh, goes, sets on a journey to solve this problem. And then things are back to a good state again. And so this is a story of the gospel, the greatest story ever told. And today we're in that climax. We are in that point where the journey to solve the problem, right? The solution to the whole problem. That's where we're in right now in this story. I want to talk to you from 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And we're going to look specifically at verses 18 to 21. And all this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. Check this out. And here is the highlight of this verse. For God made Christ, who never knew sin, For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. See, this is the problem. God cannot ignore sin. That is against his character, and God cannot go against his character. He is holy. The only thing that exists within him is good. He is set apart. He is good. He cannot sin. He cannot be among sin in the fact in the sense that like of having perfect unity with him right like that's just going to cause a problem it's going to cause a separation from him and so god seeking to spare man to be gracious has shown different ways that man could be connected with him but he would always have a sacrifice for their sins in genesis 3 if you heard the last episode That sacrifice was the animal, Adam and Eve. After they sinned, they realized they were naked and they clothed themselves with leaves. But God then gives them some animal skins, right? He says, you know, those leaves, they're going to shrivel, they're going to wither away. That's not a solid covering. And he clothes them with the skins of an animal. What does he have to do before that? He has to sacrifice that animal. But now they're clothed in a more permanent outfit. That was a foreshadowing of Jesus. Because 
what happens was what happens is all of those sacrifices that would happen in the in the in the Bible, they were just temporary. They were just temporary ways for people to, you know, get themselves right so that they could connect with God. But see, God knew that if people were going to be connected to him, if they were going to be completely holy and without sin, then the only sacrifice that would suffice is one from God. The only sacrifice that would be good enough is one that is completely and totally perfect, one that is big enough to wipe away every wrong that we've done and to bring us back to life. Like I said in the last episode, sin not only brings physical death, it brings spiritual death. So God needed to bring us from spiritual death to spiritual life. And he does that through Jesus. He does that through this exchange, if you will, that 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21 talks about. That God made Christ, Jesus, who never sinned. He had no business being on the cross. No business at all, based on his own actions. But he willingly went to the cross so that he can be the offering for our sin. The sacrifice for our sin. So that we could be made right with God through Jesus. See, we were slaves to sin. God gives us freedom through Jesus. We are separated from God. God gives us salvation. Where? Through Jesus. See, there's this exchange that happens. When you put your faith in Jesus, your sin is, the, the, the death of Jesus is applied to your sin and his resurrection is applied to your sin. You die to yourself. You die to your dead self and you're raised to new life in God. Your spirit comes to life. And so there's two ways that the gospel, there's three really, but two ways that I'm going to talk about now that the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ dying, coming, dying, being buried and raising to life. Um, there's two ways that that message saves us. One, it saves us from the penalty of sin. The penalty of sin is death, spiritual death, physical death. See, God overcomes both of those through Jesus because our spiritual death is paid for. So now we have spiritual life and our physical death isn't the end of our story. We go to be with God in heaven and our physical bodies actually one day also rise. So God defeats death in every single sense. And the penalty, he defeats that. But then God also helps us to fight the power of sin. See, when I'm a Christian, I still struggle with sin. Let's just put that out there, right? But there's a difference now than when I wasn't a Christian. Because before, I didn't feel that conviction in my heart when I sinned. I just... And, and honestly, if it was life-giving, right? If I'm already dead, then that just kind of brought me what was natural to me. It, it made me feel right. But even then, there, there's always something that just tells you this isn't the way it's supposed to be. But when I come to God, it's evident 
why that's the case. Now I repent, I confess my sin, I repent of my sin, and I seek to walk in faith in Jesus. God delivers us from the penalty of sin, but he also delivers us from the power of sin. Here's another verse for you for uh, for this issue. When God delivers us from the power of sin, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 20 and, and, uh, and verses 20 to 22 say this, For all the promises of God find their yes in him. That is why it is through him that we utter our amen to God for his glory. And it is God who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us, and who has also put the seal on us and given us his spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. God sends his Holy Spirit into our hearts, into our lives, so that we can fight off the power of sin. So that we can fight off the temptation that is around us, so that we can repent when we fail and go back to God. There's a third way that God frees us, that, that Jesus, the message of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection that frees us from sin, and it frees us from sin's presence. Okay, so the penalty of sin, the power of sin, and the presence of sin. One day, sin will be wiped away. We'll talk about that more next episode. God bless you. Take care.